Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here. How's everybody doing? Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Now, I'm a little bit sad today. I had to send my boy over to Reading, Bethel. Of course, that's going to be great, but I was sad to leave him, to, to have him leave me. My, uh, to, to not have them around any longer. We had an amazing summer together. It's okay to be sad, isn't it, guys? <clears throat> it's okay to have some moments of sadness. I was thanking the Lord, though. I was thinking, okay, I'm sad. But I'm going to thank the Lord for what was the good we had this summer and where's, what's the good about where he's going. You see, I have learned in my life how to live in a state of joy. So I am not <clears throat> perpetually um, joyless. I, it doesn't mean that I, I have all happy thoughts all the time, never have issues, never have struggles, don't get down, don't get discouraged, but I choose not to live there. That's what it means to be a happy prophet. And we've been going after this. We started last podcast. We're going after this out of my book, The Happy Prophet. I encourage you guys to get that right on Amazon. You can get that. And I, I want to talk right out of chapter two of that book, Upgraded from Joylessness. How many of you could use an upgrade? Maybe you got joy in certain parts of your life, but you could use a little bit of an upgrade in some other parts of your life concerning joy. What are the areas where you lose joy? Where do you where do you not have joy? And the other day, someone was telling, I was sharing with some people about the joy of the Lord, and they were like, yeah, that's really good. I need to work on this. And I said, no, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem with your joylessness is that you're trying to work on it. It's a revelation of his love for you that releases joy. It's a revelation of the person of Jesus and his joy that causes joy to erupt out of you. It's not a revelation of your effort that's going to bring more joy. It's a revelation of the place of rest in the finished work of Jesus. Why did I have a need of an upgrade in joy? Because I didn't know the Father's unconditional love. I thought I had to work so hard for him. I thought he was mad. I thought every turn, if I made a mistake, he'd zap me with a lightning bolt. I was, I was fasting and praying and so serious about everything. Man, so uptight about people's sins and the world's sins and just the, 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 the fire, which is, is it's good that you know we, we, have a, we have a standard. That's awesome. But when the standard has no joy, then that's that's... That's not appealing. How do people, why are people going to want to change out of a sinful lifestyle if the one that's speaking about coming out of sinfulness is super serious? It's the glad gospel, glad tidings. Jesus came to preach the glad gospel to the poor. He claimed to preach happy 
And happy is the biggest reason why people want to be a part of something. Hebrews 1, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Uh, like he was uh, uh, above all of his companions. He was anointed with joy more than above all of his companions. He was the happiest person on the planet. And you know what? Joy is a promoter. Or the, the, uh, one, one's passage says he was anointed with joy for his companions, which I love that one. Kingdom of God is righteous, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the kingdom of God is for other people. As you go, preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely receive, freely give. The kingdom of God is for people. Joy is for people. Joy always comes from something deeper, the love of God. I remember I lived so much with, I hope to get the well done, good and faithful. I hope I, one day dad is going to say, son, I love you. I'm proud of you. But you know what? There's a revelation that I needed to get that he was already proud of me. He was already happy with me. Woo! This was a big life-changing revelation. This is what I, I really needed to catch a revelation of. I was, I was uh, let me see if I can find it. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. I, I'm, I'm going to let you read it. I'm going I'm to send it to you. Oh, here it is. Galatians 2.20. I quit being a lawman so I could be God's man. This is in the Message Bible. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I've been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have a, your good opinion. For I'm no longer driven to impress God. Wow, that's so awesome. Christ lives in me. I'm not trying to impress God. I'm not trying to get his well done. I am not trying to impress humans. The life you see me living is not mine. It's lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Woo! Right out of the message Bible. I so love that, guys. This is why I had so little joy. I had so little joy because I was working so hard for people to be happy with me, mentors to be happy with me, and then God to be happy with me. And God was like, Keith, I accepted you the day you gave your life to me at four years old. Why are you working so hard for me? He had to help me begin to see this, that I wasn't tolerated, but I was fully embraced. He celebrated me. He loved me. He brought me in. He was like, this is my boy. And please, guys, sometimes I can tell in my own journey that my joy goes up and down based on how my thoughts are, based on how I'm doing relationally with my family, based on how uh, I, I'm overcoming this and that. And, based, and I'm like, you know what? None of those things should be determining my joy. My joy is timelessly fixed on Christ and the fact that he's in me and that he's done it. He's defeated all sins of the whole entire planet. He lives inside of me. Woo! Thank you so much. Man, I sound, <laughs> I sound like, <laughs> what was that guy? Uh, uh, pig, piggy, pig, piglet, or something like. Oh, that uh, one of one of the Bugs Bunny characters. <laughs> Guys, we gotta find joy even in our own tongues. Oh Jesus! I remember my brothers when I first was filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues when I was a little boy, probably seven years old. They they were making fun of me. They thought I sounded like a chicken. And I took that as a rejection complex, like I was, you know, being rejected for the sake of Christ and for the Holy Spirit. But in reality, we ought to laugh a little bit when people make some fun of us. Ha ha ha! We ought to say, yeah, it sounds strange, but it feels wonderful. 
Woo! We ought to agree with our adversary. <clears throat> we ought to agree. We ought to agree with people instead of like be always so fighting, fighting them, fighting them, fighting people so much. Fighting, 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 fighting ourselves, fighting with God, fighting with others. Guys, let me think about this. If I'm so hard on myself, I'm not happy with myself because I think God's upset with me and he's scary and he's going to judge everything and he hates the condition of the world and he hates the sinner. He wants to wipe them off the planet. He wants to earthquake them and zap them and get rid of them and blast them to hell. Man, how is that going to make me towards others, towards my family? I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to be judgmental because as he is, so am I. In this world. So if I see him as judgmental, I'm going to be judgmental. And then I'm going to judge others. And they're not going to want Jesus. They're going to be, at the most, they're going to be scared. But they're not going to be compelled. Out of love, it's the kindness of God that leads us to salvation. It's not the anger. It's not the wrath. Oh, Jesus. I was so serious. Too serious. I'm so glad God has given me <laughs> time a ton, time a ton. New days. His mercy is new every morning. So, oh, you know what, Keith? A little grumpy yesterday. That's all right. Mercy. Restart. Zero. Start again. Let's see if you can let the joy of Christ come out of you. The joy of the Lord. It's not your own joy. It's His. Woo! Now, how does happy and joy connect to profit? What is a prophet? A prophet is one who speaks a word from the Lord. Has to personally walk out that message in their own life. It doesn't mean they're a perfect picture of that message. It just means that message is congruent to them and that they are fully committed to that message. I like to tell people, oh, you're going to minister to influencers and prophesy millions and millions of dollars, but you're dirt poor. There's an incongruency. You need to get some breakthrough financially. It doesn't mean you got to have millions, but it means you got to have some authority in the Lord and understand provision. You look at even Elijah, Malachi 4, like I was saying, the spirit of Elijah, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. Well, was Elijah very good at parenting, at spiritual fathering? Maybe not initially. He was like, he had one son, Elisha. He's like, what have I done to you? I don't want you to follow me. Did I make a mess? But what happens? We see that eventually there's all these companies of prophets all around. That's so awesome. Elijah, Elijah has started started releasing family but he had to start creating family but was he a master at it probably not he probably was a little bit grumpy a little bit hard to be around certain certain times i've seen some fathers to the messages like like family that have a message for family or a message for relationship but the relationships need work and of course all of us need work in relationships and in certain dynamics but sometimes i'm like wow, what's going on with those guys? And the, and the Lord has to remind me, you know what? They came from a really terrible place concerning relationships. So where they're at now compared to where they were is incredible. Don't judge it. I've actually, like, I, I remember, like, uh, like being, being upset at my grandparents, who I believe my grandpa was a prophet. I was upset at my grandpa because I'm like, he's not carrying this message. He's not carrying that. He has a little bit of too much judgmentalism. He has this view that God wants to strike people down that don't repent. And you know what? The Lord was like, I'm pleased with him. He's done everything I've asked him to do. You go and do what I've asked you to do. Like sometimes we just think God's all upset with people, but we don't realize 
what God gave them and what they actually did. My grandpa did what the Lord asked him to do and he got the well done, good and faithful. That's so amazing. Now it's my turn. In the same way, God gave me this joy message and I'm like, what? The happy prophet? I was like, I'm going to put out the happy prophet. And I'm like, I ain't the happy prophet. How can I put out a book called the happy prophet when I don't feel very joyful? And I was talking to my senior leader, Dave Crone, and we were looking at my cover for the happy prophet on, on the phone. And he literally starts laughing in Starbucks, kind of hit by the Holy Ghost. He starts laughing. And it was like he got hit. And he's like, Keith, you are a happy prophet. I'm like, I don't feel like a happy prophet. Now, there was times he had to call me on it. He's like, Keith, are you really a happy prophet or is this just something you just travel around and do? Is it just a message out there or is it really congruent to your? If it's congruent to your, it's going to be here at home. It's going to be in the staff meetings. It's going to be where you're at. It's how I am with my kids sometimes. I'm like, oh, my boy is over reading. I'm like, oh, man, I love you, son. It's awesome. I love the revival spirit you're carrying. But if it doesn't translate into you being a better at relationships at home like how can this be an authentic message of yours it's got to come off the textbook and off of the supernatural you know encounters that you're having which are amazing which i love which i've been transformed by and it has to become reality to your own life then it's congruent to you and he receives that he's 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 going after that but I realize I have a message of joy because of the finished work of Jesus, because he did it. And joy brings harvest. This this morning I was driving, I was driving down the road and I was thanking the Lord. And I saw 8-2 and 8-2 always speaks of Psalms 8-2 to me. So I started thanking the Lord, thanking the Lord. You know, it says from the lips of children of infants, you've ordained praise to silence the phone, the avenger. I started thanking the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this and that testimony. You're so good here and you're so there. I didn't feel real great, but I knew it's like, man, I better release some praise because he's my praise. And praise is, is connected to joy and thankfulness. And it's like, I am a carrier of joy. If joy is truly authentic to who you are, it must be observable in your life. It can't just be a one-off Holy Ghost joy moment. I mean, I, I, you know, I've seen comedians that have committed suicide. It's like, how does a comedian, a famous comedian, commit suicide? Why? Because they had a message of joy, but there was something underneath there that was not love. Joy comes from love. Joy is not on its own. Joy comes from knowing you are loved. How do you have sustainable joy? Knowing that I'm absolutely loved and the one that loves me is providing for me, protecting me, care about me. He loves, he cares about me. He's got, he's got plans to prosper me. His thoughts, thoughts for me outnumber the sands of the seashore. He likes every part of my body. He likes my mind. He likes my thoughts. He likes my creativity. He likes my strange dance, my, my dance. Uh, he likes my white man dance. He likes my chicken leg dance. He likes me. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! I love it. Shaka. Just as carriers of love, it must be tangible. God demonstrated his own love towards us and while we were sinners, Christ died. So how did he demonstrate his love? By dying. So love, how do we know that Christ really loved us? He demonstrated it by dying. How do we know that joy is truly 
care, we're carrying joy. How do you know? I'm just asking the question. You ought to have some joy in your life. You ought to have some smiles, some lightheartedness, some laughter. You ought to enjoy your life and the people around you. You ought to take yourself not so serious. You ought to just revel in God's joy over here that he's so pleased with you and just so happy with you. And then joy will result in spilling out to those around you. People will enjoy being around you and joy will promote you and joy will create a harvest in your life. Woo! You know, what's one of the signs that I like somebody? What's one of the signs that I like somebody? I like being around them. It's not too complicated. I like being around them. The sign that someone likes me is clear evidence that they enjoy me as well. <coughs> but what's one of the signs that I'm in love with God and he's in love with me and I've really caught a revelation of his love for me? <coughs> it's not coughing. It's joy. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Sugar, the joy, the sweet, the laughter. Take a drink. Take a drink. Take a drink of the joy of the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! If I truly have discovered how much he loves and accepts me, joy will be the natural result. That's why I didn't have a whole lot of joy growing up. How could I? I didn't realize that Heavenly Father was happy with me. Once I had settled that issue, I began to experience his pleasure. In his presence, his pleasure is forevermore. We receive your joy that you're not mad at us. You're happy with us, Jesus. You're for us, God. You want to zap us into the glory. You have something for us. I see like this thing. I've been seeing this the last few days. It's like a zapper. It zaps you. It's like a it's like a lightsaber with a ball at the top of it. It's like it, it does something. I don't know what I've been seeing this lately, but this is is God wants to just zap us, transfer us somewhere. Whoa! Take us into new realms in Him. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much that out of our bellies flows rivers of living water. Woo! What she says meant the Holy Spirit, which was going to be poured out. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Rivers of living water are going to pour out of your belly. How, how does it pour out? You start laughing. You start giggling. You start smiling. You start being thankful. You start praising. You start having a positive perspective. You realize that all this is not just you trying to better you, but it comes from the one inside of you. Finally, brothers, brothers, what is true, noble, right, pure, honorable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about such things. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. It's coming from Him. Rejoice in the Lord. It's in the Lord. It's not in you. It's in the Lord. It's the Lord's joy in you. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your plans for me or to prosper me. 
And thank you, Lord Jesus, you want to promote me. Father, thank you so much for the joy of the Lord as promoter. Thank you so much, Father. We sow in tears, we reap with joy. Thank you for, Lord, the reaping. Lord, you're bringing us in the state of joy, Father. You're setting above us, above our companions by anointing us with the oil of joy. Lord, and you're putting on us a perspective of joy, a lens of joy, like new sunglasses where we can see the world through the sun's eyes. Wow, what's he doing? He's doing good there. He's doing good there. He's making this better. He's making this shiny. He's giving me good things there. He's blessed me there. He is such a good God. He has totally taken care of me. Well, I'm so thankful that I even have two hamburgers today. He's blessed me with double. I had some good calls this morning. I walked I walked the Balboa uh, uh, Island. I had a great time walking and enjoying that. I got to enjoy the weather. Got to enjoy a nice little, uh, uh, like a little uh, a bowl of, of, of fruit and, and granola and this and that this morning. Protein ball. Thank you so much, Jesus, for your goodness. You're so good. The little things. We thank you for the nice car rides, the friendships, the friends that I'm going to connect with later today, the family, Lord Jesus, that they're good, that you're, they're pursuing destiny. They're protected, Lord Jesus. You've given us a vehicles and a home and car, house, and all the wonderful things. You blessed us. You blessed me. You blessed my family. I give you the glory, Jesus. Be glorified. Thank you so much, Jesus. You're a good Father that loves me. And I worship your name. I worship the name of Jesus. Woo! Well, guys, I love you. I hope you're blessed by this. Take some joy and let your day be revolutionized. I will talk to you guys again soon. Peace! If you've enjoyed this Emerging Prophet podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprophets.com. Or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.